Hello, and welcome to the Campaigns, the actual play podcast from D&D Academy. I am Michael, and this is a special episode of the Campaigns. This is the Blood and Bones Campaign Complete Series. So what had happened was several months ago, we were going to start an alternate game that Nico would run as a way for me to take some time off from DMing and get to play. For whatever reason, it didn't really work out. We only played the one session and never went back to it. I thought the game was a lot of fun. I think everyone else did too. So it really wasn't a matter of quality. It's just one of those things that happens. And if you've played D&D or RPGs before, you know that sometimes a game just doesn't stick for any reason. So that's kind of what happened here. So we played only the one session. Um, so I narrow, uh, added it down. It's just about two hours long. Didn't think that was worth cutting in half uh, and doing two episodes. So just put it together and uh, that's what this will be, the complete series. So uh, this was recorded several months ago, quite a long time ago, actually. Um, so we were using an older version of the D&D Next playtest packet. It's not the most recent. In fact, I think it's like two or three removed. And we also were using a different recording setup than what we're using now. So we, I didn't have the ability to edit certain people's mics down. So there's a couple places where we're kind of talking over each other. It's, it's really not that bad. And it's nowhere near as bad as some of the old... Uh, Maidman episodes. Uh, it's just now that I, I have the ability to, to fix it, it kind of annoys me more when I notice it. Uh, so in this game, we had four players. Myself, I was playing a hairless albino dwarf named Wrath, who was a druid, so a sort of a play on nature's wrath. And Jared was playing Cora, a female halfling bard. At the time, there was no bard in the playtest packet. We kind of made our own by multi-classing, which also wasn't in the playtest packet at that time. Uh, but we kind of made up our own bard class, the theory being if we had stuck to the game, once the bard was uh, released, we would convert his character over. Travis was playing Rocky, a human paladin that had been transformed into living rock through some sort of magical experimentation. And uh, if you've listened to our Fey game that I released a couple weeks ago, uh, he played the same character in that, kind of for the same reason, since he didn't really get to play Rocky to completion because this game only did the one session. Uh, he wanted to play him again, so so he did. And then we had Rob, who was playing Toldor, a human wizard. And I believe this was the first time that Travis, excuse me, the first time that Rob had played a spellcaster before. And I kind of think he got hooked because ever since this game, he's really wanted to stick with a spellcasting. I think he's uh, I think he's caught the spellcasting bug. Uh, there were quite a few funny and cool moments that happened in this game. I thought Nico ran a fantastic game. Uh, but my favorite is when Travis invented, at least as far as my group is concerned, magical, familiar walkie-talkies. So listen for that. Uh, thank you for listening at all. Uh, this has been Michael, and here is the Campaign's Blood and Bones Complete Series. So you guys are both sitting by the fire, we're telling the story, and I'm going to give you the, the mood and setting of, of the dungeon. Abandoned, big dust, cobwebs, not in the commonly travel parts, but like in the corners and stuff, there's definitely cobwebs. Most of it is ruined. As you guys started going down, even the stairs going, going towards what you think might be the cellar or the basement or whatever are like chipped and old. And there's like mold everywhere, like weird green things are growing from multiple locations. 
you have already you guys in your story you had already fought some guards and you basically you guys entered and this will begin the battle quote unquote is you guys entered this huge room that initially you think that maybe was maybe for like plays like theater plays because it, it almost looks like there's a stage that now looks defiled because Velius the necromancer is kind of like standing and you see him holding his mace over his head and he's, he's almost thinks you guys almost think that he's maybe laughing or singing you're not really sure and then you basically as you enter you enter from the entrance of the theaters you kind of looking down and there's basically steps and like this in a half circle there's seats that people were able to sit to sit down with like red red type of um seats over them and stuff like that it looks very majestic or you think it used to because right now it's all molded and ripped and dusty stuff like that and then basically the stairs go down like an amphitheater would and he's on the stage holding his mace over his head and you guys are thinking that he's laughing or maybe he's chanting something you're not really sure and as you enter you also realize that there's loud, uh, loud no noises and commotion and it looks like the missing farmers which you guys didn't have an accurate number because they would kind of abduct an entire family, and sometimes people would be like, oh, there was three of them, but whether there's a baby there or not, like, it was hard to tell. It looks like, to most of you, it looks like there's maybe about 20, 25 farmers in where the opera would be, or the band would be playing. So, I don't know if you guys have actually ever gone to an actual theater, mm -hmm. but there's a spot where the band plays, and it's always, like, lowered so people cannot see them. Right. But it's right by the stage, so you can basically yeah. play the music, so it kind of seems like it's coming from the same location. Um... Now, Rocky, based on... So, what you see, as it's what I described, and um, that's it, because you didn't do great. <laughs> so, you see Valius, which is the necromancer you've been looking at, having uh -huh. his ma mace raised over his head, probably laughing, and you see a bunch of farmers screaming where the bond area is, which is right in front. Basically, he's almost on top of them. Uh -huh. The other stage is obviously, obviously raised a little bit. Okay. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to start heading towards the necromancer. And are you running? Are you going down the stairs? What are you trying to do? Did you describe the necromancer at all? I mean, like, what does he want? Um, sure. I, 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 well, uh, he looks humanoid. As far as you guys know, he was not undead. Um, he's wearing this purple type uh, mantle. It looks like it's made of maybe some kind of expensive cloth. Uh, he has this silver chain, what it looks like around his neck. But you do realize that aside from the mantle, that almost like it's too nice, his clothing almost looks like it has rips. Like, the, the only thing that can come to your mind is like if you got buried and you came out after like six months or a year, that's kind of how you would look like. Um, aside from that, the mace looks menacing looking. It looks like it's made of some kind of metal, black metal of some sort, maybe. Um, and that's what, how much you can tell. You're about 75 yards, well, no, 75 feet away from the states. Okay. So you're close, but not close enough to pick up extreme detail of what, what's going on. I want to just take a move action, as far as I can go, in a single move action towards him, which my speed is 20 feet. Okay. And then I also want to fire my crossbow at him. Uh, go ahead and roll. Four. A bolt crosses too far away from even the necromancer that you don't even think he noticed because he was that far away from him. <laughs> <laughs> um, you start hearing more screams from the farmers. And it seems like they're almost trying to escape from the band area that you guys have seen. 
Korra. Uh, one of the things you notice is it seems like something is moving where the farmers are at because it seems like they're trying to get away from specific locations, if that makes any sense. So to you, it seems like there's a kind of like a gap being formed. It almost looks like you guys just came in when they started because it looks like there's a gap being formed at some areas within the, the band hall or pit or whatever you want to call it. You can't tell what's causing this, but it's obvious that they're trying to run away from something or some things. So what do you do? You're 75 feet away? Um, I'm going to stay behind the, um, <laughs> the paladin, and I get um, uh, I have natural stealthy. I can hide behind larger creatures Yep. since I'm small. Um, I'm basically going to use him as my hide, my hide and um, basically um, ready any actions if anything happens and basically be full aware of what's going on just keep an eye on what's going on and um are you trying to look around or are you just waiting for something to happen well yeah kind of waiting for something to happen but i um if do i notice that they're seeing the this whatever moving as well or it's pretty much the center of the stage and the bond okay. area so it's you assume that they have okay so then that i'm just going to hold my action of ready in action if you move, you, you, it counts as like you went. So I'll give you well, a, you a well, but I'll give you. An action, I'll so give long. you an action if you want to take it. But if we go top of the order again, you basically lose your action. So once okay, at, at any point, if you want to stop and be like, "Oh, I want to do something now," that's cool. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm still kind of going through my character sheet. I don't know what I'm going to do. That's why I'm holding. So. That's cool. <laughs> so told her one of the things you notice is it looks like in the pit area where the farmers are at, mm -hmm. you you you've never seen them before, but they look like what the stories say that ghouls look like. So they kind of have flesh on them and they're kind of slow moving. Uh, they obviously look like they are dead. And it seems like they're basically attacking the farmers in that pit area. What do you do? Well, I was going to... While they were taking that action and we walked in, the first thought that I had, I was going to say, like I would cast... I want to try and cast whole person of... Uh, Valius, mm -hmm. that's that how you say his name? Yes. I'd like to try and cast that. Sure. To try and hold him in, into place and stop him from doing what he's doing. It's actually the only stuff I don't have. He's uh, DC. I knew there was a reason I should do it. What's the range on hold person? One hundred <sighs> feet. Okay. Okay. Then you are good to go. Well, hold on here. <laughs> that's terrible. My DC. Does that? Is that what I add to that? It would certain spells you attack with, certain spells they defend against. So you'll need to read the description of whole person, which you probably don't have, huh? I do. Yeah, he does. Oh, oh no, I'm prepared now. I had it just my up. bad. Yeah, yeah. Now just <laughs> concentration up to one minute. Choose a living. Da, 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 da. So it's a wisdom saving throw by them. So he needs to make a wisdom saving throw against your spell DC, which should be 15. Yeah, just so you guys can see yeah. it. Oh, all right. What was it? A 15. So he succeeds. Unless he has a negative wisdom, he succeeds. As far as you can tell, he's still sitting like this, but he's still talking. Damn. Raph, you haven't noticed the ghouls yet. Okay. You almost worked out perfectly based on your perception rolls, but you were out of order. So sure. uh, you're aware of the farmers, but you're not aware that something is there or that there's ghouls there. So you see the farmers, they're screaming for sure, and you also see Valius that still looks like it's laughing, but you're pretty sure maybe he's actually chanting. Okay. I will tell Bolt to fly into a corner so that he is safe, 
and then I will move my distance, which is 25 feet closer, which should put me in range for call lightning. I will then raise my trident, kind of banging across against my shield a couple times to make the sort of the sound of thunder, and then erupt a bolt of lightning from the air and strike this motherfucker in the face. <laughs> so call lightning, range of 51 action. I can keep it going with concentration. He needs to make a deck saving throw. Failure is 4d10 damage. Success is 2d10 damage. Uh, saving throw versus what, 15? Uh, should be 16, actually. He's a monster. As you throw the light ball, it seems like he notices you guys right at the right moment. Maybe it's your chant because you have to say it out loud. And he jumps out of the way right when the lightning bolt basically hits the chair that he was standing in front of. Okay, so you still take half damage. Okay. Uh, so 9, 16, 22, 11 points of damage. And I'm going to concentrate so I keep this spell going. So unless something interrupts me, I can kind of do that every turn. Okay. And I don't say anything. Like, I don't talk to them. Like, I talk to Bolt. And then now I'm just kind of doing my thing. Like, I'm, again, just very sort of dispassionately throwing spells around. Okay. You see Valius looking straight into your eyes, Wrath. And he starts whispering. It almost sounds like this sweet, melodious voice. DC 12, Wisdom. Me? Yes. Okay. I failed. Okay. It was Infernal Seduction. You're a charm until the end of his next turn. He can control your actions and your movement, but you cannot hurt yourself. Okay. However, you can hurt other people. And I do have a call lightning spell, charged and ready. Right. So Yay. he will say, "Who? No, you're the only one that hurt him. You haven't done anything. You try to do a whole person." So he will say, basically, equivalent of attack him with your bolt, or I don't know if he can define your bolt, but he will say, "Attack him." Because <laughs> the, the NPC, the, the, the monster manual doesn't really define what you can, can do. Can I see that he's about to shoot him with a lightning bolt? I mean, I will. You can't well, go yet. Essentially, environmentally, environmentally, like a sort of a gray cloud forms inside the amphitheater, almost like a miniature storm, and then the lightning arced from it. So there wouldn't be any Actually, indication. It says it's actions and movement, so you can tell you to attack him with your bolts. Okay. So is it now my turn? Okay, so essentially you roll a dexterity saving throw versus DC 16. Uh, so this plus my dex? Yep, which I believe um, is 2. I do have an interrupt, I think. It's called distract. Okay. 21. I use that. What's distract? Uh, basically, I would distract him, and it's half damage to target if you, if you um, to the target creature. Oh, is it from million? Within five feet, though. I'm sorry. It's I don't know how far apart you guys are. I'm right next to him. For, I mean, for so the most part. I got... Wait, you're right next to me? Weren't we at the back of the... Yeah, you guys never didn't move. You guys kind of walked in. This two moved, but you guys were still... Okay. Well, then the I would need list. to move over, because otherwise I'd be shooting myself, because it's a five-foot target. That's fair. Okay, because otherwise it would break the spell. I rolled 29, so you take half of that, so you take 14 points of damage from my lightning bolt. Even though I rolled a 21? Yeah, yeah. it, it would have been 29. And so, you'd be dead. Yeah, so 14. Oh, actually... I did that totally wrong. I only rolled 1d6, not 4d6. Yeah, his con is 18. He has 40-something hit points. Okay, because when I said I'm like, uh, do not get hit or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that's, like, that's all you said. 22 hit points. I'm like, that sounds like something I would roll. Yeah. If I do do that, I can't take an action the next turn. Okay, so how many did I okay, take then, Okay, so you basically take Michael? your action. Uh, you take 14. Yeah, so I'm like, and you take half damage. Okay, so is that happening? Because it would be 7 instead. I, I don't... 
I would say no because you wouldn't know that, what Valius did, did to him to distract him. Until now. Now you might know, but you wouldn't have known yeah, until. It just says you create a distraction in the blink of an right, eye. Right, but what I'm no, saying is you wouldn't know to distract him because mm-hmm. you expect the, the enemy's in front of you. You don't. You know he did something, but you don't expect that you have to distract your own, your own party member to stop the damage. For next thing, you'll know well, that. Well, this says um, if you hit with an attack, you can then use your reaction to cause the damage of the attack to be halved. So it's after it hits. Right? But it does say enemy, so you could you could you could just be like, well, it has to be an enemy. He, the creature himself. Well, I guess he will have to be within five feet of you, Mike. Well, I, I don't know like how far because you guys. He went twenty feet. Yeah, and you were behind him, so in theory, oh, you're no, fifteen feet. Yeah. So, so, there's 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 so you guys hear a crack of thunder so and a scream. Do it because you would know. <laughs> and you turn around, and he's like smoking, and I'm standing there like. <laughs> Rocky. What the hell, man? What the Do I get another save like each turn? On your turn. Okay. But it's until the end of the next turn anyway, so he can maximum affect you twice. Gotcha. But in your turn, you can DC 12 to get out of it. Okay. Which, in theory, you should be able to Yeah, do. I should have passed that. I sucked it. Right. Actually, wait. Hold on. Maybe we'll be Maybe you, can't, you don't have it. The creature must make... Yeah, actually, for this one, you can't roll. My, um, I misread their abilities. So for this one, you're kind of bound for two rounds. Okay. Except if he dies. Okay. Sorry. It's all right. You're the one I hurt him, so he had to go after you. So how far away am I from this guy now? Uh, you have 50 more feet to go. So can I just double run? Was that give me like 40? How far can I go? If you double run, you will not be able to attack. You don't need to. Your movement should be 20 or 25. If you're 15 20. feet away... Can't you charge? Or did you say 50 feet away? 50. Yeah. yeah. So you could move and then charge. Yeah, whatever gets me the closest. <laughs> um, can you charge right up right a podium? That would be up to you. With his dexterity, I probably would say no. What's your, what's your dexterity? Terrible, yeah. negative one. All right. You can run up to the podium. However, you realize that it's going to be hard to get up it. So you run up to the podium and you're just like, oh, shit. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, so you can't attack him, but you're there. You think your next <laughs> in the next three seconds you'll be able to attack him and climb. And Essentially, attack. the stairs are difficult terrain, which you can't charge through okay. because for you, right? Like you can't hard. run and jump on something this, t- this yeah, tall yeah, yeah. with plate armor or okay. whatever you have. Because your dexterity is horrible. Are you a medium side or medium? Because the others are, are raised, right? It's not, it's not an easy jump. I didn't hear anything. Actually, so you're, you're almost there. Actually, I'm husky. He's <laughs> <laughs> made out of rocks. I figured it was like, yeah. I was husky. I wore husky pants forever. <laughs> you and me both, brother. <sighs> okay. Um, one of the things cool. you do notice since you're right basically next to the pit uh-huh. is you realize like this, that there's actually three ghouls the slowly farmers, and the reason why you know this for sure is right when you run up to it and you're like getting ready to climb up, okay. you see you saw one of the ghouls swinging. You're not sure if it was his arm or he was holding something, and you see a farmer falling down dead. So in the in the orchestra pit, I see you said three ghouls. Yes, amongst the farmers. Yes, and they're killing them. All right, so Cora, it's your turn. Um, you are still not aware of the ghouls, but you do know something was there. Um, Early, and you do he, know running exposed me. And, so. and you, and, <laughs> Killing Hobby Hobby for so long. And you do know that something is wrong with him. 
Okay, um, <sighs> do I know it's mental or like, I mean, because I know something's wrong with him. He's a freaking weird ass albino. I mean, um, you're yeah. all intelligence. Oh, my little stat. That would be a nine. Right. Since you spend a lot of time with him, or as much time as anybody spends with Wrath, uh, you assume that it's not he's not doing it on purpose, and most likely it's, it's probably some kind of a spell that's controlling him. Now, for how long he's going to be affected, you're not sure. You you think with a nine that if he dies, he should be okay. Here's here's what I'm trying to do. A bar, obviously, I, 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 there's no rules for a bar, but basically I'm going to try to charm this, this entire place by playing my heart. I'm, I'm very good at charming. I'm just gonna go. Whoa, whatever, I don't know. And then I'll sing. Just I changed my attack. <laughs> <laughs> so he runs. You I'm see like, the storm cloud move. Starts raining as he's playing. So he runs. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, and then I just like start just out of desperation sing because. What's your intelligence number? My intelligence is a 12. I, was, okay. I actually would say I'm role playing it as a 9. <laughs> That's fine. Alright, so roll a charm. <coughs> I get advantage on it. So is this a skill or ability or what is it? I, it's, it's multiple. Um, I have charm mastery for my, my, my um, class of rogue that I am, which gives me an extra d6 to bluff or persuade. Plus, I have bluff and persuade as skills, which gives. Um, so I would, that would actually give me two d6, or do they stack? I don't know. Uh, I w- mm. It sounds like they do, and, but I don't um, remember the ability. Yes, and anything that's to do with charm or anything, I never get a disadvantage. So, all right. Um, I think I had that in my rogue that night. Flynn. <laughs> so you can see why this is why I resorted to this. This is what I do best. So yeah, you want to roll two? Is that your two d six? I didn't see. Yeah. Okay. Um, so twenty. Plus whatever his charisma. Twenty four. So, so plus three, so twenty three. Twenty four. Twenty three. Sorry. All right. You start playing this very melodic song, and you say, and I'm basically um, just saying. Singing the song "Why Can't We Be Friends," just like just, "Why Can't oh, We yeah. Be Friends," Why just can't basically we like be saying, "Let's all calm down now." Uh, you guys actually feel well, take a look at ourselves. You, you, you guys, you guys feel very inspired by this song. Oh, however, the necromancer doesn't seem good? to be affected oh. by your musical voice. Absolutely not. Since he's really evil and doesn't care, <laughs> he's not a fan of music. Well, if, you're, if your intelligence was high, I was going to let you know that it wouldn't go to work. If you were all like at 50,000, I would let it work. But well, but the charm mastery is a mind-affecting thing, though, isn't it? Not, it's not the skill, the charm mastery. Here, I'll look up the exact... Well, I don't want to take away from the game. Just, it's, this is the I'm not trying to be... Character three weeks. I'm not trying to be difficult. Like, I mean, if you can do it, that's fine. I don't, I don't mind. Can you look up charm mastery? Because here it just says bluff or persuade. It doesn't say what... Is it a rogue skill? It looks like no, it's, it doesn't. It just says when you make a charisma check to bluff or persuade, roll an extra d6. So it's not but, a spell. But it is, it, is it a class feature? It is. Okay, that, that's it's, why it's I'm... part of. See, I'm a rake based on the duelist uh, right here. Uh, For ghouls considered undead. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's not magical. 
Plus the, the light foot race gives me a plus one. I'm sure a paladin's got something to fight against uh, ghouls pretty... I'm pretty sure pretty I do. Right. It says charm mastery when no, you make a charisma check right. to bluff or persuade, roll an extra d6 and add the number roll to the check. So yeah, it's not a mind-affecting thing. It's just... Oh, well, uh, I probably wouldn't have done that if I did. <laughs> oh, well. Well, that's part of part of next. We're all learning as we go. Well, if you're, yeah, that's why I ask you for your intelligence. If your intelligence was 14 or 15 or somewhere around there, I would tell you, you don't think that won't work. But with a 12, and you say I'm role playing as a 9, I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. All, right. all right, told her. Wait, wait. Oh, yeah, sorry. Being fairly smart with a 20 intelligence, I'm going to assume that you wouldn't just attack me. Probably a good not in this. Not in this situation. And I and I know, maybe even to end all the ghouls and everything, I need to get the head honcho guy. So I'm gonna lightning bolt at Valius, but I want to move away from him though. Okay. <clears throat> so hopefully I. Damn. I don't even know if that. Lightning bolt's probably a reflex on his part. You probably don't yeah. need to roll again. Okay. Right. You're used to rolling. I'm pretty sure I'm it's just a I like rolling save dice. versus 15. All right. You hit. Yes. yes. So you look it up and roll your damage. C 6 D6. 6 D6 damage. What did you hit him with? Lightning oh. bolt. Nice. Good. Yeah. Well, all right. 12, 16, what is that? Um, 21 points of damage. Pretty sure that hurt him. <laughs> oh, Wait a minute here. Fourth level or higher increase by 1d6 for a third level. Yeah, you can't do that yet. Oh. Sure. That would be when you get to seventh level. Is there a slot or fourth? Oh, because I'm only third level. No. You're fifth level, your spell's third level. Yeah. yeah. So what? your 66 was your... Correct. Correct. Okay. Um, I was thinking I got Lightning bolt. Yep. Oh, wait, you need to roll a dex save. Oh. DC well, 60. Oh, no. no. <laughs> he hasn't. He DC 16. Say. You failed. <laughs> uh, five, five, six, 15 points of damage. I actually rolled three. Oh, so bad. I didn't even affect him either. Jeez. Slice him do that. Sorry. It's a good thing on a bot situation. That's right, more for social, like charming the king to let yeah, us in the forest. I was trying to make a bar, just thinking more like. Right, like a mind affecting spell. As, as skill. Well, hopefully the bard will be out soon and we can make him an actual yeah. bard. Yeah, if the bard comes out, I don't mind you. So, do I get a saving throw now or is it automatically thrown off and I'm now free to do what I want? You're free to do what you want. I'll okay. Just turn on. Do I lose my concentration or can I now start lightning and bolting and the bad guy or do I have to cast <clears> a new spell? I'll say that you still have it. Cool. How long does it last? 10 minutes. Okay. As long as that's all that I do. As long as that's all I do. So, the answer is forever. Yeah, yeah that's pretty awesome. Maybe there was an army of orcs and goblins you guys defeated. <laughs> <laughs> you just sat there, you're like... Bzz, bzz, bzz. <laughs> My bad. Sorry. Mind affecting spell. Alright, so it's Vilas' turn. You see him looking towards um, Toldor and then looking towards Wrath and he decides to throw a flaming ball towards you. It's called her flame, so don't think fireball, but that's what yeah. he's done. Is it an attack or do we get a reflex? It's replace? an attack. Okay. Um, a 17 and a 12. Why do you have two numbers? Because he can do two. Oh, okay. My armor class is 18. So he misses. All right. 
Um, Rocky. Class one. Hmm? Your class is higher than mine. I have a dex bonus to mine. You don't, because you're a rock. Okay. Um. Do you have armor? Uh, I have uh, dragon leather. Okay. So I was gonna say so that's you can have plus seven dexterity. Yeah. <laughs> Roughly, how far away is the furthest ghoul from me? What? How, how far away is the furthest ghoul from you? Uh, you can get to him on attacking him in this round. Would you say within 30 feet? Yeah. Alright, I want to use turn undead. Do they have more than 10 hit points? Yes. All of them? Yep. Do they have more than 25? Yep. Then nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Yeah, and then that's my turn. You can still move. Can be your action. Yeah. Okay. And you then go right I'll, next to a goal? I'll what? You want to go right next to a goal? No, I'm going to go up on stage and start attacking. All right. So you climb off and you're like basically getting ready to attack the yeah, Just get close to him. So just to clarify, one reason my armor class is so high is mountain dwarves get plus one when they're wearing uh, armor, and I have a shield. Well, just in case the listeners are wondering, also okay. I have a shield. So I basically have plus one, and I'm wearing a shield and armor, which is why my armor class is All so right. high. Fair enough. Okay. I remember looking at your character, so I know you're you're fine. I just yeah. didn't remember. I didn't. And he brought it up, so I was like, "Oh, I guess that makes sense." Um, you cheat. <laughs> no, I know the rules. I don't cheat. I I use them to my advantage. Exactly. You specifically, and who is who else is farther up? You are. You two. Now you finally notice the ghouls, and the reason why you notice it is you hear this blood-curdling scream from one of the farmers, and it looks like the ghoul just clothed him on the face, and both of his eyes got ripped out, and his throat got exposed, like his, the, the uh, veins in his throat got exposed, because his blood just kind of like flew on like anime style, just uh, like flowing around like the pit, and you hear this like basically death cry as this farmer collapses. And you pretty much all of you guys realize that the ghouls are killing all the farmers, so innocent people are just dying in front of you. <laughs> Cora. All right, well, that, that was enough for me. I'm going to pull out my rapier and get into rogue mode, and I'm going to try... Is there any obstacles that I could progressively make myself... Um, to like make rocks or something I can hide behind to get myself close to staying out of his sight. Basically, what I'm trying to do. There's a lot. Keep of, mind, I, am I small. know you are small. There's you. You have actually don't halflings get like half cover? It gives you full cover for concealment yeah. or something. Yeah, I can hide behind anything. Any large yeah, creature. There's, as I said, there's me. Um, move, uh, move to the space. Uh, so there's multiple chairs. Like big comfy chairs, like think like uh, almost like benches. Actually, it's, it's a better word to use. Small benches, even though they're decrepit, you can still hide behind them. Um, but you have to be ducking. But for you, not ducking that much because you're a halfling. But basically, you can hide behind those. However, if you want to go to the theater stage, obviously the stage is exposed on purpose so people can see what, the, what happens well, here, on the stage. Like I'm gonna run over here, hide, shoot crossbow. Go yes, over here, hide, you can do that. And that's work my way up towards them. You can definitely do that. So that's, that's what I'm trying to do. So I'll go to the first um, area, fire crossbow. Do you fire at Valius or their ghouls? Um. How far is it? Well, I assume that if I kill it now... You think the ghouls will be a harder shot? Yeah, I'll just shoot but, the answer. But you also know that if you don't do anything about the ghouls, more farmers will die because they don't really have weapons or anything. They're being slaughtered. 
Okay, I, uh, I'm going to shoot my shields. It's my uh, whatever goal class. that I, now that I notice them, if I see yeah. anyone heading towards the farmer, I'll shoot that. They're all, like, basically the farmers are kind of stuck with the ghouls because the pit is only a certain I'll size. You, you'll shoot the one that did the, yeah. the yeah, crazy yeah. move because you're all crit. And I'm still learning the, the, the attacks here. I do have, um, do you have advantage if no... Uh, yeah, no right. one is possible to target Here's with five, within five feet. So Scoop. you have to claw that guy. Because those farmers are not combatants. They're it's like a, a donkey being right next um, to them. Seventeen. That would hit. Then don't you have a? Don't you have attack with? Do you have sneak attack? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's the whole point of getting that. Well, keep in mind. Hold on. You only get sneak attack if you voluntarily give up advantage when you have it. Yeah, the sneak attack rules are a little bit different in this version. They may, they may have changed last, it. No, that's what it, it says, was. Once per turn, if you do not have disadvantage when making an attack, you can attempt a sneak attack. Oh, when you do so, you make the attacks with disadvantage. Can I, can if the attack hits, it deals more for the... Yeah, so basically you, you gave yourself disadvantage and you would have missed. So if you want to use sneak attack, you got to tell before the attack. Oh, I, I completely forgot about sneak attack. Okay. Well, so, let's just say that he didn't so, sneak attack. So, so uh, well, I, I'll give you this. Because the last two two rounds, you, you weren't able to do a lot of things. So you can either say you did eight damage, or you can say I want to reroll and try to do sneak attack, but you might miss. No, because I'm running, I'm doing stuff, and I'm okay. shooting up. There's no way I would be like aiming for the archery or something. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, it's fine with me. Alright, uh, your arrow actually looks like it flies to one of its shoulders and comes out on the other side. You think if it was any mere human mortal, that would probably scare the hell out of them. Or at least kill them maybe, for like, you know, the farmers. But he seems not very concerned about this. He seems almost mindless in what he's doing. Okay, Toldor, you've seen the farmers, you know they're being slaughtered, and you also have seen Velius. I and am also did. fearful for my own life at this moment, though, yes. as well. So I'm going to give myself an escape route, and I'm going to cast Rope Trick, which is my 50-foot rope goes up into the air, and then it opens up a little portal to another dimension as to where I can hide from all magical or any other. You're, I'm pretty much gone. Yep. But I'm just going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna cast that so I have an escape route. But you won't take it? But I'm not gonna go and I'm not gonna use it. I'm just gonna have it for in case. Are you gonna climb up the rope, or are you not gonna climb up the rope? I am not going to climb up the rope. Okay, so you have 50 foot feet of rope that you have to climb if you want to escape. I'm just pointing. It out. I don't think it has to go the full 50 feet. I think it's up to. 50 so how feet. close would you like it oh. to be to you? I well, think I'll have to double check that. Because if it's too, too, I've too got it right here. Let me read it real quick. That's fine. Take your time. Because I was going to tell you my next move, but I don't know if telling your DM your next move is smart. But you may or may not allow me to do it. Don't but... tell me your next move, so I want to know. While you're looking at that up, let's go to Roth. I've okay. got it right here if you want me so, to. So I'm angry now that I've been corrupted by this foul darkness, and my sort of calm has been a little bit cracked. So I have my trident out, and I am allowed to move and still concentrate. So I'm going to be moving closer, and I'm going to start screaming obscenities at this thing about how he is a foul beast and that I will bathe naked in his entrails. Are you and then I'm going to cast lightning bolt at him. Right. Which is 16, right? Yep. Uh, he does not make it. Okay, so I also, my movement is 25 since I'm the dwarf, so I'm moving 25 feet closer. Sure, it's, yeah, you're 50 feet away now. Nine, 15, 19 points of damage. That was a brutal move. And I'm slamming my trident against my shield 
<clears throat> it's, <clears throat> I've got it right here. It can go up to 50 feet. So I could have, I could just cast it right here and just hop right in it if I want to. So I think that's... Are you, so you like uh, hop and skip away? <laughs> I, I'm in it. And then if you'll allow me to, I'd like to pop out of it. Wait, so are you going to cast this and go in and then... I'm not going to let you hide in it and go... Oh! I think for Halloween you should cast it so your head's inside it going... Oh! It is an escape route, though. If you jump through, you're safe. I understand. Well... Would you have not done that if, if you didn't realize the mechanics? I, no, I would have casted it because I want an escape plan. Okay. Regardless. But if it was 50 feet, if it had to be 50 feet up in the air, though, I was just going to cast fly and then just fly into the... <laughs> See ya! But I, I, I do want it, though, Nico, just as... I know I already said it. But for later references, though, it... The rope can just be attached to that point. It's like an anchoring point. So, like, if we were at, like, a canyon or a crevice, I could just cast, extend it out 50 feet, and then mount it, and then we could just swing across. That's right. Yeah, you can do that. Okay. All right. It's Bailey's turn. So now all your canyons are going to be 60 feet across. No, no. 51 feet. I don't want you like that. I just make... Sometimes I'll change things just a little bit for cinematic effect, but I wouldn't make it harder just to be into it. Okay. Uh, you see Velius is hurling two flaming bolt flaming I guess hurl, he hurls two flaming balls towards you again, right? Yeah. Sixteen misses, but the other one is like twenty five or something. Okay. Three points of damage. Okay. I got one, one and a one. Well I will catch that fireball on my shield and then laugh as the flames wrap around my body. Alright. Good thing there's no hair to catch on fire. That's right. I don't even smell like singed hair. Rocky. Um all right, so I'm at the edge of the theater where I just climbed up. Yes, right next to him. All right, and well, the, a step away from me, five feet away from me. Yeah, I, well, I heard about, I heard the ghouls tearing into a farmer, so I want to like lunge at a ghoul down below, like just hop down from higher up. And lunge. Okay, um, you have advantage when you attack the ghoul because he hasn't seen you. Okay. So you roll two d20s and you choose the highest one, basically. Well, okay. except if you want to choose the lowest one for some reason. But. If you're an idiot. <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> I am loving Oh, wow. Well. Uh, that was an 11. You well, missed. I mean, because there were so many farmers, so you jumped, you didn't want to like fully commit because you didn't want to hit a farmer. So now you've landed in the pit. You're surrounded by farmers that are definitely afraid of the ghouls. And a ghoul is like right in front of you. Okay. Um. Just... Are, are there, like, ghouls on either side of me, or farmers on one side and ghouls on the other? Or? No. More like yeah, ghouls and farmers are all in the mix, because they're trying to escape from the pit, but for some reason they haven't left the pit yet. You don't know if it's because they haven't made it out yet, or uh, if there's something that keeps them in the pit. But for whatever reason, they're there trying to, like, run away from the ghouls, but because there's three of them, they can't. It's not like they can all go on one side. They're trying to escape Ghoul One, and they end up going towards Ghoul Two. So they're like all intermixed. So okay. think like, think like I took all these dice and like threw them down. Yeah. And they fell down. It's like the D sixes are the ghouls. Think think of it like yeah, that. So it's just, just chaos. scattered about. Right. Okay. Ghouls. Uh, one of the ghouls. Now that is you're in front of it. Will try to bite you. And miss horribly. And then the other two 
We'll attack more farmers. All right, Cora. I am going to taunt the necromancer. Check my boobies. <laughs> yeah, basically. You can never get have a this. load of these. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna say. Check these Brussels sprouts out. Fucking leave my friends alone and just fucking just like come get me, kind of something like that. Okay. And um, and then just shoot across. If I can do both, it's a feat. So if I can what does taunt do us a feat? Huh? What does taunt do us a feat? It's creature within twenty five. I'm so, oh shit! How far is he from me? We'll say he's close. We'll say we say it loud enough. You heard you. We'll, we'll go with that. That's no, okay. okay. Twenty-five feet must move closer to me as soon as possible. So he's got to use his next turn to move closer to me. His next move action has to be getting as close to me as soon as, as fast as possible. Here, I'll read the. Can he act? Can he have an action as well, or is it just he has to run towards you? If he's like, is it to attack you or is it to get close to you? Because it makes a small it's difference. Like, it's like um, gull or, or um, what's that? Feet cold. As an action, choose a creature within 25 feet of you. You can see here, there's a charisma. Oh, my charisma against his wisdom. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, the creature automatically wins um, if he's immune to being charmed. Um, if the creature loses, it must use its movement on its next turn to move closer to its you movement. before okay. you using its action. The creature uses as much of its speed as it can to reach you and avoids dangers. So it says movement. You have to move before you act. That's yeah. what it says. Okay. Yes. So you're going to roll your uh, charisma? Uh, I think I get a, I get advantage on. Um, yeah, it's Gregory's roll. Yeah, so. It matter. It was a nine. nine. Right. So, uh, I got twelve total. Yeah, he got nineteen. Yeah, I put the seventeen there. So it still might work as a just a uh, mundane. Off, right. Yeah. Um, that was Cora. So the Toldor. Uh oh. I will cast Ray of Frost at um, Ghoul or Valius. Valius. Okay. That slows him Intense. down to. What do you roll? It's Dex to, to. Is Ray of Frost a Dex save? Or? I think so. Can you, can you check your ability? Oh. I believe Ray of Frost is Dex to. That's the only one I don't have in like detail. No There's a problem with the first game. You beat almost the rules of your own character. But that's fine. That's, uh, the, that's part of the my point. big spells, that's why I have all the big, the big stuff. Ray of Frost. Okay. So, so roll your attack, and it's the, you, you, you keep the damage because it's pretty good. Okay. But roll your attack because you might miss. Oh. Uh, if you roll a six that or was, one, How many d6 what? was that? When well, no, you roll an attack roll, which is a d20, d20 plus d20. six. So if you roll a six or higher, 13. Yeah, you hit. So you do 13 points of damage. Okay, so. You see Valius collapses on one knee in pain, clutching on his chest because it seems like that's where your Ray of Frost come hit him. Um, and with that, we'll go to Wrath. All right, so I'm continuing to move. So I'm now 25 feet closer again, which should put me 25 feet away. Yep. Slapping my trident the whole time, calling out all the terrible things I'm going to do to his body after he's dead. All right. All right, so dexterity saving throw. Otherwise, he takes a lot of damage. All right, it's again 16. Yep. 24, 33 points of damage. Your light bulb flies through your trident, and as he's like on his knee, kind of like you see the whole 80s electrocution style, like, and he falls down, face down. Uh, one of the things you notice is the mace he was holding, it almost turns into um, like 
the smoke or maybe ass. You can, you're not really sure. And it like almost like evaporates. As he's falling, it seems like it kind of goes away. Um, so he never actually hits the ground. Rookie. There's still farmers running around like crazy. And there's and still ghouls. There's three, still three ghouls. Alright. I'm going to attack the nearest ghoul. And as I get. He's right in front of you. Okay, I'm going to attack him. And I'm going to call to these guys to let them know there's ghouls down here in case they didn't already know. Okay. 17 to hit. Hits. Takes um, 12 points of damage. And I'm also going to use Nature's Wrath. What? <laughs> it's a joke. Because <laughs> he's a druid. Nature, my name's Wrath. That's kind of the joke. Oh, uh, <laughs> I am Nature's Wrath. <laughs> gotcha. I want to be using Nature's Wrath. Yes, what? And uh, so each creature within 10 feet around me that I choose. So however many ghouls are in 10 feet of me. Two. Two? All right. Um, it says that if you must make a constitution saving throw... DC equal to your spell save DC. I don't know what that is. It's, it's, your, it's basically just your bonus plus. Maybe. Well, you get a attack. Yeah, I get plus two on attack. It's a con, con save throw, you said? Yeah. What well, happens if they fail? Yeah. Oh. They take 2d8 piercing damage. That's what the ability is. Correct. The ghoul that you were attacking folds over. You basically, you swung a sword, his shoulder and arm kind of got severed, which if it wasn't a ghoul, it would be bleeding to death. And then you use nature's wrath, that kind of like took care of, of him, and he just kind of falls on the floor. And then, I don't know how the visual for nature's wrath you wanted to be, but for well, me, in my world, it's green. But Yeah, yeah, but, well, it says like in here, a bunch of vines and thorns come up from the ground. So you see some vines and thorns coming from the ground and hitting another ghoul that's close by. Yeah, it says that it strangles them, and uh, the ground becomes difficult terrain for one minute. Cora. But it was only for, for targets you choose, right? Yeah, targets I choose. So the ghouls are still, or are they gone? No, no they're still going on. They're still, they're still, they're still on. Just go up to the closest ghoul and try and stab it, see if that does anything. Okay. Because um, my crossbows weren't working. And um, actually, him and I talked, and for sneak attack, it's just 1d20, because the ability I have gives me advantage, and the disadvantage counter each other. If you're hidden. No, isolated strike, as long as he's the closest person to the creature... Then he gets advantage. How many feet? Five. Within five feet, and then okay. he. So as long as it's not being flanked, line stuff. Yep. Okay. So basically, he can flank by himself. So I'm sneak attacking a ghoul. That's, Hits. Uh, All right. You attack the one that had vines sprawling from the ground. You basically hit it where the spine would be, and he collapses like actually a human being will have collapsed. It's it looks like it, it got maimed and passed the. It died before it even hit the ground. Okay. All right, Toldor. As far as you know, there's one more ghoul, but you're not exactly sure where it's at. You think if you look for it, you can see it. Oh, and the Valius guy is dead. Yes. And I cannot see. This is what you just said. I cannot see you, the ghoul. You can't see. You can't. You don't know where it's at right now because there's so much chaos. So you think if you actually take a look, aka if you spend your movement to watch it, to look for it, you can do an attack. Cast fireball. I bet you get it. <laughs> well, I don't. Well, actually, I have the. Uh, <coughs> Shocking hands. That's uh, touch. you have to touch. But I have to touch them. Yeah. Or you can send your raven, but then your raven can die. I'm not sending my raven. 
I'm not sending my raven. Same. Actually, we got to talk about that. We both have raven, but Mine's well, albino. I this was pre-raven. I thought he had an owl. Yeah, I did have an owl originally. I changed so it. Do you want to have an owl now? Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm in the midst of thinking of it, but it's okay, not. Fine. Yeah, it's not a for right now. You should have a turtle. Um, <laughs> Hold on, little Grexel. Well, no, like a little piglet because you're from the farm. You, you know, know what like I'm going to do? <laughs> piglet. Piglet. Yeah. Do I need to see? The ghoul to cast magic missile on it. Yes, yes. you have to be able to see it. Most spells are line of sight, <sighs> except if they're area, like a fireball. You don't have to see; you can just go to the general area. However, but, but I was kidding all, about all that. the farmers will die. <laughs> well, not all. Right. Well, probably all. Actually. And that's why I don't want to do a flaming sphere. Oh yeah, or burning hand stuff like that. Kill without seeing things. Would I be able to cast a spell if I moved to find him? It's the movement that you look for him. Basically, I'm telling you rules-wise, so if you want to look at it that way, instead of using your movement to move, if you use your movement to roll a perception roll, you probably will see the ghoul and you'll be able to attack it. That's what I want to do. So, roll the move, is that what you said? No, just roll your perception to basically find it. That's what you're doing. You're like, so where you're is looking. the ghoul? Uh, you know that it's some, you think there's a ghoul there because she said it. I've got so you're search, looking for so one. can I use my... This would be more of a spot. Search yeah. is like looking physical. Ten. Plus your wisdom modifier would be oh, four. So fourteen. 14. Yeah, you see it. Alright. So now you can cast magic missile at it. Magic missile. Uh, I think it's just damage. They're all damage, right? Yeah, it's, uh, there's no dodge for magic missile, is there? I don't think so. I think it's still auto damage. Alright. Sure but at his level he may get multiple. Oh yeah, levels. I was gonna say it depends if I cast it I think as a third level or a Oh it's a it's a first, first level, level spell. There it is. 1d4 plus 1 damage, and then if I'm second level or higher, spell creates one. You have to actually cast it as a higher level spell, which you can't do, but it would take your slot. Just the 5 damage, I guess. Well, you do roll it. It's 1d4 plus 1. Nice. 4. Alright, rookie? No. Oh, sorry, Roth. So how big of an area is this orchestra pit? Uh, I would say it's a radius of about mm, 15 feet, so 30 feet diameter. Okay. Maybe. I don't know if that's realistic or not, but uh, I'm going to there, we'll say it is. take my trident and slam the butt of it to the ground, casting Entangle, and cause vines and roots to shoot up from the floor and hopefully and trap everyone. everyone so that no one can run, it, stop everybody. Uh, so okay. it's a strength... Um, it's a strength save, or they're restrained. So, I gotta make a strength check too. Yes. That's D twenty plus my strength. And then did it? I got eight. Why did we, it work? Why are we preventing them? It, it, I, because I want everybody to stop, including the ghoul. Because if it works, then the ghoul can't hurt anybody. Version of the ghoul didn't. He rolled a seventeen okay. plus one, so eighteen. I knew that was it a was chance. a good try. All the farmers are tangled because right. I do still have my movement. And I have passed through, so I, I'm not affected by this. Yep. And now I'm going to move into melee with the ghoul. Okay. So the the vines basically come out. You see all the farmers get stuck and entangled in it, which makes them panic even more. Yeah. Um, I, as you start moving and the vines are start getting pushed away because there's not that much movement anymore, you notice these strange arcane symbols on the ground as you're walking on them. Okay. Uh, and the ghoul is still free. Okay. Alright, Rocky, you're entangled. And the ghoul that it remains is too far away from you to hit just from where you're at. Was so, it like 10 feet away or something? He's more than that. 
Okay. Uh, I'd like to. I'd like to try and free myself then. From the entanglement. Yeah, he just strength. He, strength save. So he needs a seven, 16? Yes. Uh, no. With your strength, I need to It was a three. Okay. You, do you have a ranged weapon? I do. I have a hand crossbow. Because I think it only entangles your feet, so you, I think you could still use it. In my world, yeah. In my, point, in my mind's eye, it just entangles your feet. So, so you, you, try, you struggle against the vines. You realize you won't be able to free yourself, so you can take a crossbow out. And... Okay, so I'll take my crossbow out and shoot at him with a 20. Crit or 20? No, 20. All right, roll damage. This guys haven't actually hit any of you. Yeah. I got hit once. And I almost killed him. Yeah. No, he, I mean he hit me twice. twice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. Most that was done. He did Rock against Taldor. <laughs> <laughs> Achievement unlocked. <laughs> okay, cool. So I can. Yes. So I can roll two of them. I know deadly strike count for range. Okay, so that's two uh, seven points of damage. Okay. I'm assuming you're right next to the. Yes, I, I want I want it to attack me to save the farmer. All right. Because they're bleeding like sheep. You see him angrily come after you. Two of his claws swing against you. And does a... Oh yeah, he does hit. So one, one, of he, one of his claws hits you for five damage. Okay. And roll DC 12 for constitution. Roll a one. Okay. Um, you Basically, as he hits you, you feel almost... Like, it, right when he hits you, it feels like your arm goes numb, and then you basically get become paralyzed. Okay, so I'm actually you. paralyzed. Yeah, and then okay. he'll bite you. And <laughs> I guess that means that you're flat-footed, right? I don't know uh, if it's flat-footed. Is I don't there think there's a rule for that yet, but I would... Pretend it's advantage? Yeah. All right, the uh, 20 hits you? Yes. So how much damage did that first one do? Five, you said, or eight? Five, and he did another four. Okay. You're not enough, so you don't get special stuff. All right. Basically, every time you can roll con for that. So I'm paralyzed. Yes. Okay. Cora, you see Wrath getting hit, which is your favorite family member, and you see him almost like arching his back and being like frozen almost in place. Okay. Sucks for you. (laughs) Um, I'm going to try to uh, get this ghoul from the back as it's clawing him up and stab it. Just kind of run and do a... If I can, I I don't... Again, I'm... Completely confuses where everybody is. He is in the pit. He is in the pit. Mm-hmm. He is not in the pit. You're yes, by the, so I was you're over here attacking one goal, which, and then there's the pit. I don't know the distance. Oh, no, you're still in the pit as well. Yeah, you can. Um, well, then you have to roll your, 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 your DC save for his entanglement. Yeah, you can make a strength save. A DC That's why I forgot that you were in there because you didn't roll for one. Maybe I should have okay. so, remember that. Um, this is a dex. Strength. Strength. All right. Yeah. So you make it. So 17. you're fine. Uh, it's difficult terrain. Yes. But you can still reach. Okay. So then I do that. Right. Then, so you um, attack him. I guess I can't do the sneak attack, can I? That... Uh, you could, with by having disadvantage, right? Yeah. You just won't have the advantage, disadvantage that cancels each other out. You roll one die. You just roll one die. Nice roll. All right. Get nice. Twelve. You swipe your uh, rapier to basically kind of sever the back of his knee. He falls on one knee uh, while he's still in front of you, basically. You kind of, like, go on the side. So if he's facing Wrath, you're, like, right here. You swipe swipe the, uh, the back of his knee. Toldor. Okay, it's not near you. Yes. Don't let me forget that. Ray of Frost. 15 Hits. to hit. And that was, what, 2d8? 2d8. 12 points of damage. He basically becomes frozen. That's his, like, his one knee. And then just Wrath... 
as he's like trying to regain his composure, kind of swipes his arm and breaks the icy ghoul into like little pieces. Like a Terminator 2, when he's frozen, and then he shatters into those pieces. Yes, but, but only then he melts dead. back together. Yeah. Yes. But only the ghoul is dead. Yeah, if the ghoul reforms, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got a real quick question about game-wise, though. Right. Uh, this ability makes you do a constitution check to see if it can survive it or not, or if it's affected. What what happens when you do a constitution check? You roll a d20 and you add your constitution modifier. No, but it's against like one of your ghouls. Then they would roll a d20 versus, and add their constitution against your DC, which is 10 plus your Level, charisma modifier. Which would be 4, right? So, okay, so my DC is... 10, okay. It should say in the description of that ability, it should tell you what your DC is. It's probably 10 plus your charisma modifier, maybe even level or half level. It'll tell you how to calculate it. And then he rolls Most his likely con it's a versus 15. it. Yeah, somewhere between 14 and 16, I would guess. Okay, because, yeah, it doesn't say what it is. Okay, let me see. It's uh, cure wounds, but it, you can't use it to attack undead. Um, are you a good paladin? Or He's a neutral paladin. paladin. Okay, you're a neutral paladin. Uh, it's only But those were also his sheets, too. So. Yeah, he was a good paladin. Yeah, was good. So I would say he, the DC is 14, since it doesn't specify. It would be 10 plus your charisma, which oh. is a plus 4, right? Yeah. yeah. So it would be a 14. If it doesn't specify, you go with the default, which is which is that. Some, some of them allow you to add half, the level, half your level extra stuff. I'm sure it would get more complicated as more okay. D&D next stuff comes out. But So if you want to write 14, or yeah. if you want to write 10 plus charisma, that way when you level up, you'll know that it goes up. That's fine. Right. I just didn't know what DC was. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so it almost becomes eerily unsettling for you guys, because even though all the hostile enemies in this area have, have been basically killed, the farmers are still screaming. Uh, there's some of them that are basically either paralyzed or they're on the ground full of blood that you can't tell if they're alive or dead. Uh, there's obviously a lot of them did die um, on a quick count. It looks like anywhere from 8 to 15 of them are dead right here. Uh, the other thing that uh, only Wrath knows is that he's seen some arcane symbols as he was basically crossing through the vines on the ground for the pit. Aside from the screams of the farmers, it's quiet. Kind of start administering some first aid on more critically wounded farmers. Sure, all uh, perception to basically figure out who is hurt the most. I'm hurt the most. I got 12 on <laughs> how my much, roll. How much? You have really low hit points. I'm 22 out of 46. No, he's not. So you realize that. If you go basically close to where the ghouls used to be, that's where the most of the hurt people are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of have to quickly sift, sift through bodies to figure out dead, 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 very close to death, unconscious mm-hmm. type of thing, so you can start curing them. I don't know how many cure light ones you have, so I can't tell you how many people you help. I got, uh, technically, I got four. I can use three first level and one second level, but. He also has lay on hands. I believe you have that ability. Yes, I do. Uh, I can't use it though. I used all my channel divinities. Channel divinities. Gotcha. All right. Um, are you going to use all your healing spells on the farmers, or are you going to heal your teammates? You guys are pretty wounded. He's well, he's bloodied. Yes. Uh, Wrath is fine. 
Cora is fine. Okay. I'll use two of my healing cure wounds on the uh, farmers. Your DC is 16. Is it? Yeah, until you level up, it'll be 16 for anything that's a saving throw for you. It's going to be against oh, the 16. Well, you never don't to get caught. Heal your, heal your own first. Uh, he has plus two magical bonus no, also. As no, flow. that's the type of character. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. So I also, I have a spell called Spare the Dying, which basically gives one hit point to someone who's at zero. So if there's anybody that's right on the brink, I will try to bring them back. Otherwise, Three of them are. Okay, then I will see to them and I will tell Toldor, Toldor, check this floor. There's some sort of magical incantation. And I'll dismiss my entangle spells. And can the flowers I... are, are, are screaming at you guys, not uh, out of confusion primarily. Uh, they know they're being helped, but they're terrified about what just happened. Can you cast sleep? No, I'll try. I can I'll try and charm do it. Oh well, let him try first. Well, I was gonna say I can charm. Now they're even well. more scared. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have charm as well, so I mean we can we can really charm these people. So go. Thank God you have. You start playing some music. Holy shit. Uh, so <laughs> I think they're chilling. <laughs> so what are you, what, 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 what are you telling them? Plus three. Or four, yeah. So you got a 33. Okay. Mm-hmm. What are you telling them? I'm telling them, uh, I'm, uh, you guys don't want to hear me sing, so I'm just going to say that I'm telling uh, I'm singing a song of back from my hobbit town, uh, halfling town of uh, peace and tranquility and calmness and basically trying to get them to calm down if uh, that'd be good it's, it's a lullaby okay so that's hands on uh, yeah after like the first two notes everybody just kind of looks at you and they all seem to basically like some of them are like still screaming even though they're looking at you and their voices just start to like lower they should and, know me and I'm they sorry. kind of all gather around you some of them are like hugging each other and like comforting each other and they kind of get really it's, calm it's like one of uh <laughs> Let me see you guys' perceptions. My heart emits ecstasy spray. Um, right, both of you guys notice that they actually do not live the pit. They just stay within it. Which seems kind of weird because you would think would, they wouldn't want to run away. That's why it stands out to both of you. Yeah. I'd like to... You guys are busy doing things. Yeah. The symbols on the floor that have been brought to my attention, I'd like to use like recall lore and search and try to figure out the meaning behind these symbols and what they mean. uh i don't is there magical lore there's no lore? there's magical lore which is like equivalent to spellcraft do you have magical lore he should i well i'm gonna be honest it's in the possibility of me to have that but i didn't put it in my no it's head. not a spell it's oh. a skill you should have it as your skills magic recall lore magical lore yeah i put recall lore that it's magical lore for you. magical lore okay all right roll that Oh. 17. Plus your intelligence? Well, oh. 21. Oh. All right. 22. All right. Um, oh, I didn't know I got to add that to this. Yeah, remember you always oh. add your modifier to your D6. Basically, having a D6 is it just helps you out, but not having a skill doesn't mean that you totally suck, except if the attribute in the skill also sucks. Yeah, right? you, you can't juggle. Right. No. It doesn't matter what he wants to do. Because um, my uh, Grexel like has a, a, a plus zero for one of his skills, but he still rolls a d6. Anyways, um, since you already know that this guy was a necromancer, um, you already kind of had a, had a feeling this was kind of some kind of a necromantic ritual. 
and you start reading the runes and you kind of go around the circle, you realize there's actually two rituals, one on top of each other. One of them is a containment ritual, which basically, kind of what you can figure out is for humanoids, if they get in the circle, they cannot get out of the circle. And then that's kind of when you kind of all realize that now that you're all in the circle, you're kind of stuck in it. Because like, you almost like you don't feel like you need to get out, if that makes any sense. But since you're looking at it, it's like, wait a minute. This is just like, it's like, it, it almost feels like a hold spell. However, it's for like an area and it kind of contains you in one place. That's one. The other one, it seems like it's some kind of a summoning spell. Uh, and since you assume that it's necromantic based, you think it was probably one of the ritual components was sacrifice, Sac human sacrifice. Yeah. And you think that's why the ghouls were killing their the farmers people. as far as you can tell. Right. But you have the realization that you guys are kind of stuck in the circle that you're all in because you guys entered willingly and kind of got stuck there. I'll relay that to my uh, colleagues and oh, no. try to brainstorm an idea. Is there? Do I have any sense of how, if I can break this in the enchantment or the? Uh, uh, you, you think you can? I do not believe it's D and D makes rules for that. I have the spell magic because the spell I can try. Yeah, you're pretty hurt, right? That's my abbreviated explanation. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, usually that's why I do. 22 out of 46. Here's the uh, actual one if you want to look it up. Mending. So if it's second level, it ends. For a spell third level or higher, then target, make an ability check using your magical ability. DC 10 plus spell level. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. If I do cure wounds on him, do I have to roll to see if I hit him with it? No. Okay. Cure wounds, you basically, as long as the, the subject is willing, mm -hmm. you heal them. Okay. If the subject is not willing... Then it basically it's a AC roll. They used to have touch attacks, but yeah, they probably still do. But I don't know how the DC for touch attacks is, so we'll assume it's the same AC. So as long as they're not unwilling, you can do it. Which okay. most people never say no to a heal. Yeah, yeah. Right, how so, many hit points do I get for that? Oh, did you so, tell me about this? The fact that yes, yeah, okay. I said that. Yeah, I would have relayed all, as much as I know about it, and then I was going to say I. Right. Right. Bodies that are dead. Yes, I'm going to. You got nine uh, points back. Well, I can move okay. around freely though, even though within I the pit. Yes. Another one. Um, I'm going like. to loot them. I yeah, that's. Uh, I'm at thirty-one. How much time do you want to spell? Spent looting them. Uh, Are you doing like casually look like pocket pocket go? At downs, okay. anything that seems valuable. I've been doing this for a long time. I figured. All right. Um, so roll perception, or a spot, or a search if you have it. Like, so roll a search. So that's where a search should be used. At. I think it's I awful twist. Wisdom. So if you don't have it. Okay, well, it's okay. Scorching ray. I can re-roll one, so I'm watching. What about seven? Seven. Alright. Alright, so I'm gonna spend a few minutes walking around using the edge of my trident to like scratch at the arcane symbols to try to weaken it. So you start I'm looking sorry. around, it looks like there were farmers, as I said. They didn't seem to have anything valuable on them. They were just in rags and stuff. It looks like if they had anything, it was removed from their person. Perhaps it's all stored somewhere. It's your necromancer. I don't remember what happened to him. He he's died. still up there. Oh, so nobody has looked for, has looked at him right. yet because he's just sitting there. Right. Okay. So again, so I'm gonna try to scratch out some of the symbols, try to weaken it, and then I will. Alright, but you cast. have to roll a d20 against the spell level. Yep. I get plus four to this green. <laughs> Less than ten. 
Oh, I'm, I was going to be like, you pretty much have it, but... Yeah, uh, okay. so you need, I'm getting rid of the green one because that one, I've rolled like crap every time. Okay, you scratch, one of the things that confused you was because there's two rituals one on top of each other. You're not sure what correlates to what spell, so you're like scratching the ones that you think were all matching, but maybe you like have half done one and half, haven't done one, haven't done the other, so they're still there. Okay, so I'm going to study these symbols because my spell failed and that, that surprised me. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually gonna talk to Bolt and see if he has any ideas about what we can do. Worst case scenario, we just gotta spend the night here. I can try again tomorrow and I think I'll have a better chance once I've studied the runes better. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go upstairs for a minute Let's while you guys- Can you, can you grab me some water since of you course. there, please? The farmers Is there... notice anything unusual while they were at their time here that might um, indicate why we're stuck in this pit? Maybe you can cast uh, Have you told them their, their, your name when they asked you? Um, yeah, I'll tell them my name, sure, I don't, I'm like, they'll, they'll, you, you realize <laughs> that most of them refer to you as Beautiful Cora? Yeah, they don't know my name anyway, so, right. so. so like, Beautiful Cora. If you want to roll that I don't know, me, like, I you know, multiple person, like, I don't know, here, but I, I wish I knew, because I would tell you. Because I don't know how many hit points uh, so I'll get be back very after nice. one night so sleep. They'll, they'll tell you, basically what you'll yeah, gather is that they were abducted by either ghouls or skeletons and they were taken here basically not stripped but like everything was removed from their person and they were just placed in the pit once they were in the pit they couldn't leave so they were kind of stuck in it so like we're, we're stuck in the pit because we physically can't get out of it or just we, you said we there's a magical no there's a magical think of it like a magical field that once you enter it you can't get out because some kind of ritual was taking place. So there's no save to, to resist it. You just as far as you know, there isn't one. Well, I, I mean, just being the you, that I am, I'm going to try to throw a rope up, and I'm just I'm thinking of everything I can because I'm trying to be rogue here. Like this, this doesn't make sense. Okay, that's fine. So what the, what you gather is that the 13, farmers were brought all in the same place. Yeah, right. yeah, they actually, were being yeah, fed, yeah, right. be but aside awesome. from that. They weren't allowed to leave, and within two days, all these farmers basically were like coming like in little groups. And then, right when you guys oh, entered, yeah, I'm, I'm like the uh, necromancer who was doing a ritual for a while. Then you guys entered, and that's when the ghouls started killing them. It was like they don't know if the ghouls started killing them because you guys entered, or the ghouls were about to kill them anyways. And then you guys happen to enter and save their lives. But they'll tell you that they're they're definitely that you definitely saved their lives. Well, yeah, and I mean, made them better people. And I'll get back to you for the rope so I can okay. see if they want to do okay. something. I uh, spent all my magic curing his wounds. Okay. Just letting you know. You guys also have hit die, remember, because now that it's a rest, technically. Oh, man. You roll your... I was trying to... Well, yeah. well, well, then I would have used my hit die. Well, it... Nah. We it already rolled it out and played right. it, so... That's cool. So I'll start from that. Do you guys do anything else? Uh, well... Two things I'd like to do. I want to search the dead body of. Uh, you can't. Oh, all right. I it's didn't outside. I did. Okay. It's fair okay. enough. And then I'd like to assist. I know. With I dispelling know. magic. Well, that or I want to try and learn. Do you about have the spell dispel magic? I do, but I have to learn it though. So sleep first. Okay. I'm, to... I'm going to. Uh, you can assist him. You can assist him, or you can assist Cora. Because what you see Cora trying to do is, what do you do with the rope? Um, I'm just, just. I mean, 
Are you trying to like lasso onto like a yeah on a on a chair basically or some sort something so you can grab on it? The rope flies just fine, and it kind of like after a few tries, you basically can't okay. get stuck. Okay. Where you yeah. going? Oh, well, let me give you the, the benefit of. Well, you I'll take a do you want? Do you want to go high or do you want to go on the same level as you? Can I cast? Are you trying to go for the chandeliers or the or the or the lights in the area? No, or just, you to, like, just a chair outside the pit so I can pull myself out of the pit. Right, so you, I have an idea. So before you, you do that, I'd like to try and fly out of here. No, you guys can do that at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so you, you see him throwing, throwing his rope, you kind of get the idea of what he's trying to do, so you cast a fly spell. Um, your rope flies through the pit area just fine. As I say, it gets stuck. You kind of check against it, and yeah, it's secure. Uh, and you basically, what are you going to do? Try to pull yourself through? Alright, so thank you. I didn't even need ice, but I'll take it. We are. And I'm assisting, well, that, but now I'm. So he decided to throw a rope. And you got it stuck on one of the chairs, and basically you're pulling yourself through, or attempting to, and you cast flight. Um, so, Jared, one of the things you'll notice is that even though your rope passes through just fine, the pit area, like, there's like a little ledge. It's not crazy deep, but it's easy to climb, even for a halfling, you can kind of like reach up and climb it. But it seems like there's almost like this invisible wall that you can't go through. But if you take like your rapier, it can go through, but if you try to put your hand through, a it living gets, object. It kind of like think of it like an invisible dome, and that's what you also discover. As, <laughs> as you as you fly, you can like fly a lift a little bit, but then it's kind of like if there's like a sphere, and then of course there's the ground, yeah, right? The so yeah, so okay. you kind of like try to fly, and you go, you like boom, you feel it, you like it kind of like hit against it. Guys, there seems to be an invisible wall here. Oh, I just want it to be like. And then, and, yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm just like, and then, based, based on what you kind of figured out about the spell, it kind of makes sense. It looks like, yeah, it, it was meant for humanoid creatures, therefore, objects do not get inhibited by this. However, as a human being, you can't pass through or a dwarf or whatever because you're human. What if I, uh, <laughs> this is going to be pretty messed up, uh, what if I take one of the dead bodies and, like, wrap <laughs> Around me and try to go through. That's not gonna work. But um. so, so he's, she starts defiling the body. No, I'm not even telling him what I'm doing. I'm just doing it. Can I know, like, it's not, it's I'm not the, getting through this wall. So that's how I climb up because I mean, me being a golem, it might not affect me. But I'll just try anyway. You can try. Alright, I'll try to climb out. It looks like part of your fingers can go through, but then. Where you feel in your head, that's where your hand begins. Not because the rock is bigger than your yeah, yeah. flesh flesh body. It feels like the rock part of your body goes through, but the human flesh of what is in your head doesn't. Mm. Okay. So you know, like for a second, you're like, oh, but then you realize it actually is not your human physical form. It's more like the rock that's on top of you or part of you that can mm. go through. Like okay. your glove goes through, but not your fingers. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Wrath, what if you meld the stone and I throw you through it? I've got a human scarf. And then you're on the outside. Are you going to try to escape with the human scarf? Well, We're still in it, but he's out, and he can probably do a lot more when he's outside. I'm just trying to get agitated, so I'm just doing anything I What do you think of that I'm taking a dead body, I'm trying to drag it. What you mean, though, is the dead body can go through the barrier. I said we'll just make you an Well, I assume that much. So, so... Even with a dead body wrapped around me, it just goes through. Yeah, like if it's like a hand over your shoulder, the hand can go through, oh, yeah. but you cannot. 
it doesn't hurt except if you like run into it you know it's just like touching like a glass wall right if you know it's there you just touch it it won't hurt you if you run into it like face first it will hurt yeah. but so I don't think it's like spikes the, or something the, it's just a, 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 a sleeve dull uh, wall I was trying to think of something for the next day when I can recast my two, my spell with my rope going into another dimension I was like trying to think like what if I made like put the rope because the rope's an inanimate object halfway through it or half like half on it and then the dimension was there so you could walk in it but then you could walk through it on the other side moral intelligence well you think that's a great idea? Seven. It's a great plan. I mean, you should do that. I think my other plan's fantastic, though. It's third level spell. I gotta wait till tomorrow. All right. Let's just take a nap, everybody. <laughs> are we all in the pit? <laughs> yes. We are. He all was the in only the... one that was outside, but he entered to start looking at the symbols, and that's when he realized basically it was too late. Now, we're in the orchestra pit. With a bunch of dead bodies. What if we kill farmers? one of the farmers? Is there anything that we could fashion? Is there anything that we could fashion a grappling hook out of? Um, he has rope, and I don't know what you're trying to do. In case you missed it when you were out, he was able to basically uh, get his rope stuck on one of the couches, so he, he could actually like pull against if you want to. Is that what you're trying to do? No. Or you're doing something I want to throw the grappling hook up and over and hook the body or the robes of the necromancer to bring him and across. pull him in and to see if there's anything um, on his you body. Think if you use one of your daggers or short swords, you can like fight, or, like tie it around your rope I've and throw daggers. it through and bring it. Well, how about his shield? It's really heavy. If we threw it on top of it, the weight might allow us to drag it off into the pit, right? Alright, who's going to roll dexterity to see if they can pull or lasso the body towards you guys? I should do it. No. <laughs> I'm probably Cora. Thank you. But so basically, you guys look at Cora since she already has the, had the skills that... Like, well, do you, do you have... But then it would stick into the floor. Do you have a flight spell left? I, my two third, third level are gone. Okay, I'll let you stand on his shoulders. Actually, I get three third levels. No. Oh, yeah, you do. You can I get pull to one cast back. three, but I only have two in my yeah. spell. So cast fly on him, or her. He can fly up so he can see exactly what he's doing. He, no, you can't. There's a top to the dome. But how you high? You can still float for about... How tall are you? Almost six. I'm six foot two. <laughs> so I guess you can go vertical. You can, you can float for about, like... 13 to 15 feet, somewhere around there. It won't be comfortable if you go. The higher you go, the more you have to be like all yeah. curved. But you can go 12 feet comfortably and li like lying down. At least like high enough that you'd be even on the plane of the. Oh, yeah. Okay. You'll, you'll be higher. So then Cora would be able to see the body and take the time necessary to, to make sure we got a good hook. Because yeah, I it's remember not... the necklace specifically. I'm hoping that something on his body might allow us to break this spell. Okay. Um, it takes a little bit of time, but it's not too hard. After a, few, a couple of tries, you are able to. Hook into the body for I, like I, I don't know if there's a better way for that. Stone. But you hook into the body and you start pulling it slowly so it doesn't get unhooked. The you body basically falls through the theater like stage into the pit. Plane it. Okay. Step into it. With a clump. Um, I'm assuming you guys will look into, look at the body. Yeah. Specifically the necklace. first. That's why I want that. 
looks like the necklace that he has is silver beads. Um, as far as you can tell, it just looks like an expensive necklace, not as a magical item. But perhaps with further study, that might you might find something otherwise. Uh, he also one of the things you also notice is he has a, a, a kind of a, ornate bracer. It looks like maybe it's elven kind, and he also has a long sword, kind of like. It's in a weird placement because normally somebody will have it on the right or their left or behind their back. This is almost like sideways behind him. It almost looks like it doesn't even make sense. Like like he wouldn't really be able to reach it for battle. Plus he was holding a mace, which doesn't make a lot of sense. But he will also have a longsword. But he has like a weird longsword in, 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 in his back, kind of like strapped sideways. It just it strikes you as odd. He also has a very uh, uh, expensive looking purple mantle like I described that kind of goes over your shoulders and it has a little um, what do you call this part? what do you call this a collar yeah it has a collar that kind of like lifts up aside from that you guys notice that he's humanoid however he has a lot of what looks like burnt scars on his body you're not sure if they're self-inflicted or something they're happened that basically me shackening do you have the detect magic Toldor Hmm. Not unless you want me to... It would be a cantrip if you have it. Oh. I have it. I just can't use it. No. Okay. I... After realize... Well, you know... Do you guys investigate that? No, I think I'm happy... I was trying to see if we had detect magic, but we don't. I'll I'll ask Bolt, too, if he knows anything about these items or help. My character falls asleep standing up. Sure. I think it'd be interesting. No, like he falls know. asleep as a statue. Yeah. You can almost freeze your body in any position forever. Mm-hmm. It feels like. You also don't need to eat or drink. Because you're not hungry. Yeah. Sometimes you do it, but then you kind of like have to like throw it up because it doesn't go anywhere. It just kind of sits in your stomach. Yeah, it can't come out. Yeah. You so, also don't poop. After communing with nature for a little while and studying these items... At least two of them are magical in nature, but I feel like they've been tainted by their use by the necromancer. So they must be they must be left fallow for a year and a day, and then you can use them, and it will increase your defenses as well as your ability to attack. If anyone's interested. It well, I know what? I need defenses. Be left what for a year and a day? Fallow. Left fallow. Basically, they have to be left unused. For a year and a day to cleanse them of the evil magic that's been within them. No, oh, okay. But I unless still don't I, see how that will Unless you out. cast Dispel on it. So, John, since you were up, basically you guys grabbed the Necromancer. Um, you found the, the purple mantle that I described. Um, the, it will look, what looks like a, a necklace made of sil- silver beads that might or might not be magical. You also found this abrasion that looked like it was elven made, and you also found a long sword that was like strapped on the on, on the on the basically the side of his back, which strikes all of you as weird because most people will either have it on the right or the left or maybe in the in their back, like over here so they can pull it out. But it's like almost like sideways behind him. It looks like it's like totally would not make sense in a combat situation to like reach for it because you almost have to like bend your arm like in the wrong way to get it. Um, Is there any weird in I'm sorry, there's there would be weird inscribing on any of these items. No, you don't see anything like that. Uh, one of the things I forgot to mention to you is you see there's burns on his body. 
And uh, since you were the one that noticed that there was rips on his clothes, uh, they smell like they have this How earthly smell, like they were buried, like you thought. It's a bracer plus one. But you're pretty sure now that he's dead, that he wasn't undead when you killed him. He was just a, a normal human, which that also looks kind of odd. So he was wearing clothes of, looks like somebody that died, however, he wasn't undead, he was just a regular human being. So perhaps he's buried alive. And escapes him out. I don't know. But yet, that still does uh, not. That doesn't explain. Or he grave robbed those clothes. <laughs> and uh, he looks like he's That's about it. 48 years old, like 40 to 50 years, 40 to 50, but probably late, late 40s. So around 48 years old is what he looks like. Uh, clean saving, mm-hmm. bright blue eyes. All right, so while we are waiting for us to either get divine inspiration or to get some spells back, I'm going to talk about nature and I'm going to describe how a wolf pack takes down food and how they work in concert and they have a plan before they go in and that each wolf does not act independently of each other and they are successful only because of this pack mentality and hope that it sinks in that we act like a bunch of fucking retards when we went into this battle. While you guys are around the fire and he's saying the story, <laughs> some of you are rolling your eyes. <laughs> I, I'm already asleep. I already know how wolves attack. I'm naked, by the way. <laughs> right. You're always naked. So, do you guys do anything else, or are you basically is the plan to rest so tomorrow you can try and dispel oh, magic? I just and unless someone has a better plan, we we have okay. to. We have to wait until tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. I'll just I'll just go over my spell book again, you know, and just so re- fast forward. Next day, you guys memorize your spells. Mm-hmm. What do you memorize? Well, I'm you don't have to tell me everything, but do you memorize the spell magic so you can... The spell magic again, definitely. Uh, I really think that's the only thing I'm going to change. Okay. Let me double check. So, who wants to go first with their dispel magic? Because it's like all of you have it. I don't. You what? don't have dispel magic even to memorize? Okay. No, so, I guess... I don't even think I have it to memorize. You guys are all hungry. This being what level well, you is have it? Some food oh yeah, so I do. It's okay. a level three spell. But the farmers are getting hungry because you didn't bring enough food to feed twenty-five farmers and yourself. So I'll be, I'll be thirty. Do you want me to learn this spell? Create water for the day. It's up to you. Well, I guess I could. It's only level one. I can get rid of something else. All right. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about water for right now. I think we're gonna get out of here. But... So I got dispel magic. I'm going to attempt to spell magic again. On which ritual? So there are two, correct? I don't know why Cree water. So one that does not let us pass and the other... Some kind of summoning ritual. That probably one of the components was, hum- was human. All right, I will start with the one that keeps us inside, and then hopefully after that. So I'm going to go with blue this time, because my All green right. dice failed. A six. No. Okay, then. This apparently is very high magic. Perhaps, Perhaps because it's necromantic magic, it's the opposite of natural magic. That's why you're having so much difficulty because right. everything looks like it's backwards. So I would like to create a magic circle using the wizard and the paladin and see if they can boost my spell. So do we just roll a d20 to assist? I don't know what the rules are for magic circle. There is no such thing. But uh, thematically, I just want to try to get some, you know, All right. even if it's just... For the story purposes, why I keep trying the same spell over again. Yeah, you tell them that you all need to join hands, and that will be more helpful for dispelling this. What are you roll? Six. 
Right, this was not supposed to be a very difficult situation. Right. But, I think I right. have. Well, time I, is passing, and you guys, you guys all start panicking because it seems like you're really stuck in the middle of nowhere in an abandoned dungeon that has 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 been abandoned for so long that you didn't even know. Nobody knew its name or what it's called, and you have 25 enamored people with Cora. However, even they're getting anxious because. Food supplies are going to start running real soon. I'm going to create water for the group. I'm going to try one more time because I have nature's presence, which means I can re- recast so many spells. So right. I can try one more time. And a seven. So it went up by one. I want to create, I can create uh, 10 gallons of water. Where are you going to create the men? The pit? Well, I mean, it'll be like slowly throughout the day because I can cast it up to uh, four, I can cast it four times, which would be. Ten gallons. So you can't like refill your wine your wine skins with water. Yeah, yeah, like refill it as I do not have great food. Alright, I guess unless you guys will die from thirst and you die from thirst much faster than you die from hunger. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, you know, at least it'll give us a week versus three days. Does anybody have to spell magic or do they want to try something else for the day? Do you have your bird with you? I do. Why don't you bring your bird in and see if your bird can fly out? Why don't you bring your bird in? Shut up, no one after you like snowflake. Come to me. Come, bird. It enters. <laughs> now see if it can move. It lands bird. on your shoulder. Go get me some food. It starts flying and it, it seems like it hits dun. some cover. Good dun, to know. Dun, 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 dun. All, all right, bird, Dominic goes. So it can't get out. It sinks its head being all dizzy. My plan with, with yours. If, if, well, you'll, if you're willing to cast that. I'm willing. I sit in the corner and wonder why I'm traveling with this group. <laughs> oh, what what are your ideas? Um, the, I, I have to be in a stone that you guys can can throw. We can push you through. Well, no, I don't turn into stone. I, I move inside of stone. Like if there's physically a stone, I go inside of it and I'm there. So I don't become stone. God, I feel so violated. Can't you, can't you summon like nature or animals or something? No. Can't do any of that? Nope. So you can like merge with Are there any rocks yeah. or anything around us that are in our dome? It would have to be at least my size. No, but the floor is made of some kind of rock. It's the spell magic concerning attack. Do we have no. any way of blasting through this rock and building a tunnel up through past this barrier? Oh, ye spellcaster. I could cast lightning at it every round for 10 minutes. <laughs> That's 60 bolts of lightning. Seven years later, <laughs> there will be a hole. I'll take those now. Probably shouldn't fireball inside of an invisible dome either. I'm afraid our oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna wait till tomorrow. Does anybody want to do anything for the day? I'll well, I can. No. All right. Blue. You fail. I want to try my rope. Seventeen. Trip. All right. I want to try my rope trick. All right. You got. You rolled a seventeen. Oh. So you finally, after you think you're not sure if you finally figured it out or if you raised like defiled enough symbols that just by chance you succeeded. I took my robe off so I was naked. That was the problem. I fixed it. And uh, after you cast your spell, you can like test if you can go through the invisible dome and you can do it. You cast the invisible rope? No. Alright. <laughs> so you guys are free to leave if you want to. However, there's still some kind of arcane ritual that is about to summon something as far right. as you know. I think we should destroy that. Destroy that as well. So that was my Wait, first attempt. This is now the third day. Too. The, the farmers are probably starving to death because they've been here for. How well, you guys days? gave them all the food you have, so now you're all starving. How? Because some of you yeah. guys wouldn't That's eat. That's all right. With, with you can make it. You can make it a really long time without food, and he gave us water. So 
You're welcome. But they are restless, and they are... They are, yeah, I was going to say. Well, I want to climb out of the pit, and I want to help the other farmers get out as well. All the farmers are looking at you. All the farmers are looking at you. Are you going to stay in the pit or get out? Oh, I'm going to get out. They follow you. You have a little policy of 25 farmers, most of them male, following you around. And then the females are following me. I want them to hear Alright, so I still have two more uses of Dispel Magic since I succeeded on my first one on the third okay. day. So I would like to attempt to destroy this summoning ritual as well, or summoning circle. Okay. Nope! How, uh, how many days travels back to the, to the... Two! Once we get outside, I actually have the ability to scavenge. I can provide food. It won't be enough for everyone full bellies, but we won't starve to death. It was by like Plus through the thick forest well, side of the of the of the town, but you found it. If in the in the ruins, basically you found the ruins. If so I cannot dispel this now, I say that we take the villagers back and then we well, return. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I didn't want to send them back. It's two day travel to die. Yeah. So what if it was just? All right, I'll hour. I'll try yet again, and I failed yet again. So uh, that's six. If rolls. you cast spells, roll intelligence roll and or magical roll if you have it. One has only been over ten. So I guess thing I should say, if you have magical lore or you cast spells, roll for it. Ha! Another seven. Twenty-six. I, don't, I guess it's fate for you. It's not magic. I have detect magic. I mean, right. um, you think that if it's summoning something, based on how many farmers died, that maybe the summoning ritual is still kind of ongoing. You're not 100% sure how much sacrifice is required, but it's been a few days, so you, 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 one of your concerns is the longer you guys wait, the maybe whatever was being summoned might get summoned. Or maybe nothing will happen, but you think there's a possibility since you basically kind of like sat there with blood on the floor and just hung out for three days, excrements everywhere because people have to poop, except yeah, for him. Except for me. Stuff like that. It, like, it was, it's like this filthy mess. But for necromancy, necromancy, it's good. dead bodies, all that stuff being in the pit, it's actually a positive, not a negative. Uh, so you have concerns. You don't know how many, how much time you have, but you're afraid that if something, something might still happen, even though the necromancer is dead. Do I feel that there's any way to, to? I mean, I guess we would just have to cast a spell, magic on that. I mean, remove curse. Would that work? No. I'm not saying you guys can't go. I'm just saying that's the concern you have to specifically. I mean, I do have purified food and drink. Would that work? You can eat poop. You can turn poop into animal food. You, you basically have two choices or two issues. Hungry farmers, that they need to go home. And as much as they like you, they're still scared for their lives. But not hysterical. Well, they're, they're, they're my payment. I need them to be alive. And... And then you also have the summoning circle of some sort that you know what might or might not happen. It might be nothing. It might be something horrible in about 10 minutes. Who knows? Well, I have exhausted my dispel magics for the day. I say um, we leave this uh, task up to somebody who's up more to the task. I think we should go back to the village. Well, How many villagers do we have? 25. We've got a... Big, a big posse. A, a big number of them are males. Some of them are female. I would Perhaps say twenty more, to five. Maybe we can find out a little bit more about the the area or whatever. Are any of them the skilled at all with hunting? If we provided them a bow, could they go hit get a deer? They want to go home. 
Well, I know what they want. Are they I'm capable asking... of making it home safely? It's up to you guys. Theoretically, yes. I believe in Darwinism. If they don't make it home, fuck them. <laughs> so for you, you don't care. Yeah. I'm more concerned about an so unnatural this creature an entering our world. However, it's like taking a bunch of POWs and saying, all right, now take the bus home. It's not like something horrible might happen, but they did have a crazy traumatic experience, so who knows what they, what's going to happen to them. And it is the forest, which tends to be dangerous at times. Other times, you can be fine. I vote to escort them. Or you guys can split the party. Why are you Let's smiling like that? <laughs> it's like rule number one. Don't ever split up. Yeah. Oh, Evan's character and uh, who's Nick. 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 Nick's character. How about you escort these fine gentlemen back to town? And we'll... They haven't joined the party yet. I will pull Cora aside. Oh, well, I was going to say, go ahead. Let's find the most competent of these farmers, the more natural leader, and you convince him that he can take these people home. And have him leave. Yeah, I don't care what we do. I just wanted, I just made a decision because I was sick of sitting here. So, that's fine. I'll, I'll, um, I'm, I'm sure Roll I know who I feel is the most. Roll charisma. Advantage, yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, you think there's two of them? Uh, you don't have to roll everything. I just, if you've got one and two, then it wouldn't work. But, um, you feel, you kind of identify two individuals that seem to be the strongest and also the tallest of the group. And even though everybody's looking at you, it seems like um, they're the ones that kind of express the emotions and feelings of the group towards you, if that makes any sense. So it's not like they're leading because they're following you, but they're almost like you know you could use them as lieutenants if you wanted to, if that makes yeah. any sense. You, you. Come here, I'll talk to you. Yes, Cora. How, what, what, you, what can we do? How good are you at hunting? Uh, I'm excellent at hunting, says one of them. The other one is like, for you, I can catch anything you want me to. That's what I want to do. All right, well, you, you two are going to lead the rest of these back to the village. We've got other things we need to do. Well, now it's, by the way, now it's, well, yeah, now it's a town, even even though it's six months before. We're playing on, like, oh, yeah, X. It's X minus six, but, yeah, it's a town. They'll say, uh, gladly, are you going to assist us and follow us? No, these men's lives are in your hands. They will protest a little bit, saying that they need somebody as amazing and wonderful as you are. However, they will willingly take your, your like follow your advice and take these people to safety. And they will they're looking forward to seeing you again and hearing your wonderful songs. Okay. And with that, they'll start gathering the troops and kind of one of the things you realize is once you kind of allow them to do their thing they figure out who's on the north who's on the south who's on the east and the west they kind of like separate the two groups so they one of them can go on one side of the town and that one can go on the other and kind of go together uh, and they request for some, for some water which I assume you can give them Yeah. and they start heading out how so, many gallons of water you think they need? I don't know 25 people Cause it's for been... two days can I send my familiar I, to follow them to make sure? You say five gallons. I'm sure five, the river's somewhere okay. there. Yeah, I'm sure you'll just survive. It is a forest, so it's. The reason it's, I ask is because I can only use spells so many times, so calculate that out. Okay. For the day. Five gallons. Okay. So I was going to say. Who is technically, sorry, who, who's technically our leader? You don't have one. I don't think You're saying this, telling your own story at this point. So, uh, <laughs> well, I was just, uh, I was just gonna ask. Whoever, to, uh, I guess I confided him more than the others, just because right. of the background. Um, I would ask him. Um, so, where, where, what direction are we going now? 
Well, we, we no, we need to destroy the summoning circle. That's why we're staying. Yeah, so what's the next move? How do we do this? We have I don't to. Know anything about this stuff. We need to wait till I regain my strength. Perhaps you could inspire me with a fine song and encourage <laughs> me to greater success tomorrow. I don't think the the, the DM would allow that. This god well, that you I'm worship, this to, DM. Um, sing a. Um, what, what time of day is it right now? Oh, we'll say you you did it on the first success. We'll say it's like. By the time you figure things out, we'll say it's like 9.30, 10 in the morning. Yeah, we have to basically spend the entire day. So I will... And you guys are well, hungry as well. Um, I will go scavenge. Yeah, I was, was going to say... Oh, okay. cause, well, my trait as a, as a wanderer or whatever, no, as a guide, I can, without any rolls, as long as there's abundant game, provide food for up to five people. So I will go okay. into the woods. Are you going to go hunt by yourself? I will take well, one of them with me. I can search. Yeah, I was going to go as well. kind of get the get a perimeter search or something. So are you all leaving? No, I think two people stay here in case something happens. I two go hunting. So you two stay, so you got a fighter and a wizard, and we two will go hunt. But we're, we're, you're going to cook and clean, right? Um, but we will just, I mean, I'm, if I find one rabbit, that's good. I just want enough so that we don't starve. So I don't want to spend like all day and come back at night. Just, so to say how long it takes you to get the food. It does. It just says that as long as there's abundant food in game, I can provide enough food for up to five people every day. I can cast alarm on here as well. Good point. That really isn't going to help. Well, we'll know if someone's within a mile of. Actually, so I, had, mile. I had five days of rations. For me, I can hear it within a mile. Oh, yeah. I thought you thought you were saying no. that the alarm can, can cut something within a mile. No. Which that would not really be helpful because it would just ring all the time. <laughs> Castle <laughs> Army! And he's like, ah! Can anybody else hear the alarm or is it just you? No, it's like a telepathic alarm yeah, in his head. Just it's oh. me. I was about to say we could use that as a way of communicating if something goes down. To... Well, your birds, you can send I your can, bird you off. Know, I can speak with my bird telepathically. You can speak with your bird telepathically. I so wanted we could have my birds talk to each other. I was other. thinking about having my bird follow the people to make sure they made it home. And then fly back to me. Can't your can't your bird scout out some some food for us? Um, I mean, I'm sure the bird can assist, but it, it's not. I mean, it's just a regular sized raven. I'm following your lead. You lived in the woods, so, so I, I I figure this is your. I got a crazy bird. idea. Not, so first of all, I disrobe. I take my dagger and my teeth. Can you put something uh, on at least, though? I mean, seriously, it's always so offensive. If you guys if you guys switch birds like. Your bird's on his shoulder and his bird's on your shoulder, and you split apart, it'll be like walkie talkies. Squawk! Because you would know what his, he was telling your bird, and he would know what you were telling his bird. That's a really great idea. Because you can communicate telepathically using them. That's cool. I've never seen that happen before. All right, so I will let Bolt do a little bit of scouting to see if we can find something quickly. And then, uh, mile. again, I will scavenge food for us. All right. Uh, you are able to find food within uh, 30 minutes, and you return back with a nice, plump rabbit and some, some berries, berries and some berries that you picked. Yeah. You know, the Thanksgiving cornucopia, yeah. just a basket <laughs> of endless food. Nice. So where do you kill the rabbit? I'm sorry? What do you kill the rabbit? What do I kill it? Well, yeah. Uh, crossbow. Okay. Well, I was going to say your raven could probably. All right. 
right. So, so do you make a fire? Yes, make a fire. We will outside, roast inside. I would say outside. Okay. So you're cooking with Cora, and you guys are just sitting in a salmon circle. Just waiting. Just or outside reading, of the salmon circle, yeah, I assume. say reading, yeah. thinking about those. I'd love to have drawn the the spells that the that were on the ground. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, did did they make have, a copy? Yeah, make. Oh a yeah, copy. there's definitely a pattern, and there's like symbols that you recognize for someone and stuff like that's how you could tell. Um, actually, as you're drawing things, it's been about 45 minutes since Raph and Cora have left. You start seeing this reddish uh, glow start emanating from not all of the um, arcane symbols, but some of them. And you realize that it's all the ones that deal with summoning. They start glowing with this reddish hue of color. Well, it's faint in the beginning, but you think it's getting stronger and stronger. The color becoming more and more vibrant and alive. It almost looks like it's a f- like flames, kind of, but you're not sure. You know, you know if you think that way because it's red, or if indeed it's kind of like some kind of a magical flame of some sort. You notice this as well because it's kind of obvious. <laughs> okay. Because, I mean, you're an idiot. But well, even you sure. notice it. No, no, I'm actually pretty smart. I'm just kidding. Your, your paper's starting to burn. I know. It's not on the paper. It's on the actual the ritual paper. I just wanted to clarify. Oh, it's this. Okay. The actual the symbols are going. The actual yeah. symbols I thought it was the ones yeah. he was drawing. Okay. That actually would have been kind of cool, though. Like, if his drawing one started, it t- became a summon circle and demon popped out. <laughs> it's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> but it's the little one. Yeah. That, the material component of that spell was a drawing of the spell. <laughs> yes. Don't! Oh, God. I think you better go warn the others. What? Where one of those things is, I just want to cast my Ray of Frost on it just to see if that does anything to it. Uh, roll. It's a roll, right? Yeah. I guess I'm taking the lead. It's not like symbols have an AC, so I guess you all don't hit. Logically. Yeah. A ray of frost goes to one of the symbols. One of the things you notice is the dead farmer bodies that are still in the summoner circle. They almost seem like they're like juices is being sucked out. Oh, okay. If we didn't that, we should be removing those bodies and giving them a you proper guys, burial. If, we didn't say that. that. You're right. I didn't, but but actually, over three days, I would have wanted to. So if I didn't at this point, before I even went hunting, yes, I would have taken the bodies, buried them, and trying to give Too them. Too late now. <laughs> you couldn't remove them the first three days, anyways, because right. you were stuck in a circle. Right. But once so we technically after you undid the ritual, you had the chance, but yeah. you didn't. Okay. Sorry, I'm not being okay. mean. It's just, so that, I wasn't planning on summoning anything, but you guys like totally But noticing that, that that's what's going on with it, I would like to cast my fire sphere. Are they they're disappearing? No, they're being like, it seems like their juices are being sucked out. It's like... Yeah. I want to cast uh, the fire sphere. And I just want to just... Burn the bodies? Just start burning the flip out of them. <laughs> Once I you send your bird I'm, to go warn the I'm others. Try and Good see call. if this sounds familiar with some of the folklore. Bird you guys are too. Are you outside? <laughs> so you don't know. It's Squawk! Like you. No, just in, in this area. Just, you don't have to say. <laughs> you don't have to say. <laughs> oh, you don't sorry. have to say. <laughs> 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 you say Everything you say, right, your uh, bird, uh, roll. my bird hears it, and then I tell it. If I pick up skill, you roll as an advantage. No, you roll d6. That's great. And add your. Add your mo- whatever modifiers with it. Um, maybe intelligence, I guess. 
I want to be burning those bodies, though, Nico. Also, oh. 24. Right. Um, yeah, he did say You know that this used to be the main uh, castle in the area. Um, you think the name started with an A, like Abba, something like that. You're not. It's like you don't recall the exact name because it's been at least 600 years uh, since Samsonite. Since some, that was way off. Since something actually. Sailing uh, swans. It's been six hundred years since the castle was like around. That's so kind of like through the years, the legend of the castle and the stories of the castle have been long gone. But you can't recall having traveled around listening to stories. Somebody was talking about this great castle, and it can't. This location seems about right for the castle you're talking about. Um, you know that it used to be some kind of ruler. However, when the Hellgate Keep got established. Basically, the first attack was to the castle, and after Thank this like long uh, siege, the castle fell. Everybody died, you know, or were taken away to the Hellgate Keep. Uh, there's all kinds of like stories about you know ghosts probably that are like still there, weeping for their deaths and stuff like that. Um, so you you know that it has people. A lot of people have said in the stories, in the songs and all that stuff that there's like ghosts there and of course it's like the laugh song of the father that like saw the daughter dying and he like weeps every night and stuff like that. You guys haven't seen any of those That's ghosts? The song I was singing around the campfire. <laughs> yeah. That, but you haven't seen any ghosts, you've seen skeletons and stuff, but you definitely think there's always there's always been some kind of like a metaphysical undead presence here because pretty much that's all the stories you know about this place before that it was like this big dungeon in the forest or not dungeon castle in the forest they had an abundance of like wood and stuff like that they used to export wood bows carpentry furniture all that stuff they used to like export it out that's why they had so much money however they had no enemies where they were so it's like the perfect place until evil started infiltrating the land basically all right. So they alert me that this is going on. With the walkie-talkie? What, yeah, walkie-talkie. Spark! Do you, will you not let me burn those bodies, Nico? Oh, no, I was, I was just finishing that. Oh, okay. You can burn the bodies. Yeah. That's what's happening. Are you using the flaming sphere? Mm-hmm. And I'm keeping it going until there are there is nothing left. You get it. Alert! <laughs> Danger! <laughs> Danger close. Danger! Alright, so I come running in, tried it, raised, storm clouds starting to slowly brew overhead. What the fuck's going on in here? You see this emanating red glow and a flaming sphere, so you're not sure if things are burning or there's something else going on. Like but you know something's dog. dangerous, and you know he's doing something. Um, but you're not sure. You can't tell if there's someone has started or not, because you just came in and you just see red flaming looking things and flames so you're not right. sure what is what so are they actually he's doing something. are they in the pit or are you guys above the pit or where are you at? i assume you guys are outside is oh, that yeah. correct I'm, yeah i am not in that pit <laughs> I that's why I we're up above it looking and down. i'm keeping my inanimate object in the sphere burning or in the in the pit of where all those all right. enchantments are so it's all right i'm sending a signal or a mental to bolt like is it go time is this just like, do we still have some time, or is this is this happening now? Roll intelligence or magical lore if you have it. I don't have magical lore, and I rolled a natural twenty on my intelligence. Um, 
you think is go time. Okay. Or if not, it's not go time now, it might be in 10 seconds. Okay. <laughs> Everyone prepare <laughs> yourself. Everyone initiative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> prepare yourself. We are about to face evil. Steal thyself. I need to maintain. I, call it you call yeah. I, was, I wanted to make sure. All right. Uh, everybody roll initiative. Rocky in the pit. Tolgor, Korra, on the top, whatever that would be called, this you stage. You jump in the flaming, burning pit of despair. Yes. You're a tank, by God, and that's where a tank goes. But it's on fire. You're made of stone. Good point. <laughs> what is it? What's going on? Whatever that thing was trying, whatever that necromancer was trying to bring through is coming. Okay. Um... <laughs> So we are preparing ourselves. And I'm out of third level spells. Thanks. What was that lightning thing you did for ten minutes at third level? Yes. You should really go to sleep now. Probably. <laughs> it is the What do you roll? Are we roll Inspire courage. What do you roll initiative wise now? I didn't roll it Nineteen. Seven. 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 16. Surprisingly, I got some good initiative rules. <laughs> Doom. Doom. I like that. Alright. <laughs> Is it a doctor? Does it have a PhD by chance? Yes. Uh, you see the... And now you notice as well, Wrath, and as, as well as you, Cora, that the reddish glow starts increasing. It almost... You know when you look in like a really hot pavement or in the desert in the movies that you see that like hey shimmer. shimmer that's what you're seeing coming up. All right, Cora. Sneak attack. <laughs> a sneak attack. The wall. I don't know what the hell is going on. I'm so, I'm utterly confused. This character. So I, I'm just you know. You know everybody's concerned. Yes. You, they yes. have talked yes. about. They, they've talked about the summoning ritual of some sort. They didn't know what it was being summoned, but it was definitely a summoning ritual mm-hmm. and probably of some kind of evil entity or thing because this was definitely necromantic based. Yes, but if I go in there, my life's probably going to end and I care more about myself than anything. Which is fine. So you can, you can just say, <laughs> I just sit there and wait for something to happen. That's exactly what I said. So that's what I'm doing. Rocky? I'm going to see what happens to them when they charge. Yeah. You've been told to go and take care of this. But I don't see any physical creature to attack yet, correct? That is correct. Alright, I want to wait for something to emerge that I can start stabbing. Alright, so you hold this attack! wall. Attack! We all just sit there. Yeah, like, attack! <laughs> what? I was kind of expecting you guys to be doing something about the ritual, but that's fine. I'm useless unless I'm dueling. Toldor! <laughs> I'm trying to read this real quick to see if... Oh, it does last for a minute unless okay. I maintain it. Yeah, so fun. what I'm going to do is I'm going to cast... Well, I hope it's not the wrong move, but I was just going to cast Fly on myself. If you cast fly, your flaming sphere goes away. That, well, I was trying to read it, and it says it lasts for a minute unless I maintain it. So I figured that it would last for another up minute. Up to one minute. It says concentration up to one minute. Oh, so so casting spell breaks minute. concentration. Mm-hmm. But you can keep it for one minute, which is ten rounds. I don't know how many 
rounds it's been since you started it, but there's a chance it would still be effective for a round or two. Once the, yeah. But it's also possible that this is a demon that it's immune to fire. So do what you think's best. But your flaming sphere will go away if you cast another spell. Well, I'd like to move to whatever looks like a safe, out of the way kind of thing, and just be kind of like behind the tree. It's uh, nine forty. We gonna have time for this? Oh yeah. It's got a plan. What do I see in front of me, Nico? The hazy simmering looks like heat emanating from the ritual, emanating from the ritual symbols, and. They're glowing, glowing red in color, and it's increasing in vibrancy and size, basically. So it's like if this is a ritual symbol, and it was like glowing like this high, now it's like it's it almost looks like it's rising. I I don't know what else to do. I mean, I guess. Can I hold Does action? Can I hold action but game? maintain my fireball? Fire anything? Huh? Can I hold action but maintain my fire sphere? Uh, because really, yeah, I, I you're mean, still, you're just, like I'm still yeah, no, no, just you're just, yeah, but. you're just concentrating on keeping your flaming sphere, and you're just waiting. I swear, God, if a dragon comes out, I want to use rod. <laughs> the dragon comes out. I'm running. So I am going to cast moonbeam. Oh. And center it on top of this area, and if a creature appears or moves into that space, it will take damage. It's a concentration spell, so I will just maintain it, and I will get in a position like 15 feet away from the circle, up on one of the chairs in the uh, amphitheater with my shield and trident held before me. I want to be as far <laughs> before before all the turns are over with. So you can move and yeah, hold I want to just move as far right. away. So basically, like this shimmering moonlight beam just sort of uh, floats down and envelops that area. And as as of now, nothing's happening. But if a creature appears, it will have to make a save or take damage. All right. I assume it. The runes start becoming more and more vibrant. Uh, you're starting to hear, along with the simmering heat element of what is the, which is the best way you can describe it, you also start hearing the sound like a vroomp, vroomp. Think like a fan in the background, but a really big fan just spinning. Car. Is everybody holding so it? Just yeah, assume. Yeah. All right. So after what feels like an eternity, but in reality it's about nine seconds. You see the burned, defiled corpse of values rising. It almost looks like, uh, you know, like the old vampire movies that they kind of rise like a plank. They just go. <laughs> so you see him rise, and you can almost feel like he's levitating a little bit because it almost looks like he's not touching the ground. And he says, Now it's my turn. at our website, dndacademy.com. You can check out previous podcasts at our website and subscribe to future ones on iTunes. If you have a suggestion for a topic, we'd love to hear it. 
Email your ideas to podcast at dndacademy.com, and you can connect with us on Twitter at dnd underscore academy. As always, thanks for listening, and remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.